When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Are Podcast and the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. This is your host, as always, Jared Prugar. Let's talk about the receivers. The receivers need to have a big year. You had Jahan Dotson emerging on the scene last year as a go-to receiver, go-to target for Sean Clifford and company. And you had Parker Washington as a true freshman making an immediate impact. Those two obviously locked into starting jobs. The third the third starting position at wideout, who's who's to say it's going to be Keandre Lambert-Smith, who, who played that role for a couple games last year, started four or five games for the Nittany Lions. You know, you've got two experienced veterans in – Daniel George and Kim Sullivan Brown right behind them. You've got guys like Jaden Dotton, redshirt freshman, and other redshirt freshman Malik Mega who had big springs. You know there are just so many different options for Penn State now at at the receiver position. And then you've also got you know uh, Liam Clifford as well, and and true another true freshman Harrison Wallace, who Taylor Stubblefield, wide receivers coach at Penn State, spoke glowingly about. Um, earlier this week when he met with the media following practice on Wednesday. So there are just so many options for the Nittany Lions moving forward, but who's it going to be? You know, who's, who's going to take that leap? Who's going to take that third starting spot? Who's going to add that depth that the Nittany Lions need at the wide receiver position? Is it going to be Cam Solomon Brown? Is he going to step up as a redshirt senior um, and, and, and do what he needs to do, you know? Is Daniel George, is it going to be Daniel George who's had some big plays uh, in the past? Is that going to be somebody who steps up? Is it going to be Lambert Smith who builds on what he did last year and, and builds on making things that much better to give them a, an excellent trio um, moving forward? Is it going to be a Malik Mega, a redshirt freshman? Is it going to be, you know, one of the one of the true freshmen? We don't know yet, right? We don't know, and we won't know until you know, the season starts, but, you know, looking forward, they have options, but when it comes to experience, there, there's nobody with more experience than the three, uh, than the trio of Cam Sullivan Brown, Daniel George, and Keandre Lambert-Smith. You know, Lambert-Smith had an excellent season last year as a true freshman, played in all nine, or played in all nine games. You know, that right there alone speaks volumes of his ability and his talents, um, Daniel George has played some significant football for the Nittany Lions as a redshirt junior. Uh, Cam Sullivan Brown has been around for what seems like forever, you know, and, and yeah, and, you know, a guy like, like that and Cam Sullivan Brown, he's got to step up. 
You know, he's seen a lot of receivers come through him and, and pass him by since being uh, since becoming a Nittany Lion. So uh, that's huge too. And you know, you look at you know the statistics. He's appeared in twenty five games over the last three seasons. He played in eight last year. Hauled in only one rece- run reception for fourteen yards in what was a disappointing year for Cam Sullivan Brown. But you know. It is what it is. So he played in 13 games in 2018, four in 2019. And when you see some of the talent that's come through is at the receiver position, you know, you've got a Chris Godwin, you've got a KJ Hamler, uh, DeAndre Tompkins, um, Deshaun Hamilton. There's been ta- there's been talent coming through the pipeline that's passed Cam Sullivan Brown up. And, you know, he's only accumulated 119 yards. Uh, in his three years uh, that he's played significantly at Penn State. So there's got to be a step. He's got to hit that next tier and to get to that third receiver position. Personally, I think it's going to be Keandre Lambert-Smith, but I, I do think they're going to be, you know, they could be a good two-deep rotation, you know, with, with Solomon Brown, with George, and with Malik Mega especially. So I think that's going to be huge moving forward. Let's get into some of the things that, that Taylor Stubblefield said about, you know, um, Cam Solomon Brown. You know, he, he expects him to have a big a big role in the spring, and quoting, whether it's moving the change on third down or getting in the end zone. So that's going to be huge. You know, as a six-foot receiver, um, six-foot, 193 pounds, according to the uh, program's website, Cam Sullivan Brown's a, a nice big target. So getting the ball to him in, in those positions would benefit the team if he's able to get open and, and able to do that. Um, you know, he does a lot of things that don't add up necessarily on the stat line, whether it's blocking or, or really just running the right routes and, and getting open and really kind of spreading the defense out. Um, I think those are things that are that are very important as well. You know, Daniel George is a fast kid, and he's got a lot of talent too. So, I mean, it's not like these guys aren't talented. It's just what can they do to get on the field and get on the field consistently. For Daniel George, it's always about doing the little things, according to Stubblefield. The little things lead to the big things and lead to big things in a positive way. Stubblefield said uh, on Wednesday this this summer he's done some of those things, so he's still not doing everything that he needs to get on the field full time and, and regularly, but he's it, it all adds up eventually. Now Lambert Smith is is, is going to be um, tasked with you know building on an excellent foundation from from year one, and when you have that you know the the expectations you got to live up to them. Can he do that? I think he can. I think, you know, he gives the offense uh, a little bit more um, than what you would expect out of, you know, Sullivan Brown and, and Daniel George. Obviously, he's very young. He's only uh, essentially a sophomore uh, with this being his second year. But, you know, he's 6'1", 184 pounds. Um, you know, he appeared in, like I said, he appeared in all nine games, made five starts. Um, you know, 15 receptions, 138 yards which, you know, is huge for a freshman. And for him to come in and, and make five of those starts, um, I think it is huge moving forward. So it's more or less he's got the talent to do it. Now it's just got to have that mental toughness, and that's something that Stubblefield mentioned as well, is having that mental toughness because, you know, he's got to take that next step. He's got to get to that, that next tier of play, that next tier that's going to keep him, you know, on the field. And it's the same thing for Parker Washington too. You know, Jahan Dotson is is going to be on the field, and he's going to be on the field as much as he wants to be, and he's going to have every right to that. You know, Parker Washington comes in as a true freshman and, and, and really lights it up. He, he does a great job. Um, 
and is and is very productive in in everything that he does, and I think that's huge. Um, but at the same time, he's got to build on what he did in, in 2022. Um, you know, and and that's and that's a no tall. That's ta- not an easy task for a sophomore, for a true sophomore. He's 5'10", 207 pounds. He's a thicker kind of running or kind of wide receiver, which I think is is a good thing. Um, you know, he started all nine games that he's played in at Penn State. That is, uh, to me, crazy, you know. And and just some of the stuff that he's been able to, to do is just, it's just incredible. You know, he's made 36 receptions for 489 yards, uh, second on the team in, in both aspects, six touchdowns. You know, he averaged 13.6 yards per reception and 53.3 and, uh, yards per game. He also added a couple kick returns, so he's going to be a, a, a factor in both both aspects of the game. And I think that's going to be an excellent opportunity for him too. But it's it's just building and taking that next step. You know, they're going to they're gonna throw a lot of things at him. Can he handle it? Will he handle it? You know, we're going to find out. But I think, you know, he's more than capable of, of handling that. And I think that's that's huge moving forward for the Nittany Lions because as long as he's able to handle what's thrown at him, both on the field and off the field, uh, the, the Nittany Lions are in great shape moving forward. You know, but like I said, I think it's going to be Keandre Lambert-Smith. Um, and I think the two deep at receiver is, is going to be uh, pretty impressive. You know, you got Malik Mega. Um, and you've got a lot of guys that are going to, to play factors. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't rule out Liam Clifford by the end of the season, um, seeing some time. You know, they're allowed four games um, before they have to burn a red shirt. Are they going to maximize that? I think they could. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do as far as how they handle rotations and, and whatnot moving forward. But like I said, I think it's going to be Dotson, uh, Washington, and Lambert Smith, you know, as the starting three receivers. And then you're going to have Cam Sullivan Brown, Daniel George, as long as they stay healthy, and I think Malik Mega as a 2D. But who are they going to be playing in front of this this year? It's going to be fans. And when we come back in the second segment, we're going to talk about what that's going to look like at Beaver Stadium. Welcome back to the second segment of the We Are Podcast and the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. This is, again, Jared Pruger. I didn't disappear, uh, so thank you, as always, for tuning in. Sandy Barber spoke to the media on Saturday afternoon and had a lot to say about a lot of different things, but mainly how Penn State and Beaver Stadium are going to handle COVID protocols. They're not going to require a negative test to get in like certain stadiums and, and certain places around the country are doing and even around the world and, and, and uh, Canada and, and Europe. But, you know, that's it's it's one of the it's a it's a delicate balancing act. Um, do you they obviously if you're non vaccinated, they want you to wear a mask um, and, and as you should, you want to protect the people around you um, if that's the case. But you know, it's it's just kind of handling that and, and being able to, to more appropriately handle some of the COVID backlog and, and, and stuff like that. Because, you know, it, it is important to handle it appropriately. Um, but, you know, you don't have, like I said, you don't have to be required. Um, and, yeah, you're going to have to adjust. Now, you don't have to wear a mask inside Beaver Stadium, even on the concourse. Now, the Beaver Stadium concourse is, in fact, 
open. If you never had the opportunity to be on the concourse, it's it's kind of it's very hard to navigate and very hard to get around. Uh, at times, it's very narrow, but it is wide open and it's not really closed in. There really aren't many places that you can go on the concourse that are closed in, um, and and or or deemed to be inside unless you're actually working one of the stands. So that's good for Penn State. You don't have to be masked up in the stadium. The plan is still full capacity as of right now. Now, obviously, things are changing throughout the country, throughout the states, and including the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So, you know, there's a lot that still has to be determined. But for right now, the plan is still full capacity, no mask outside um, when you're outside at Beaver Stadium. Now, uh, as far as vaccination rates for Penn State teams, this is where it kind of gets tricky. Um, you know, the the entire athletic department is at, is at 82.2%. Um, Sandy Barber did say that they aren't going to get into it as far as team by team, but they did announce a number for the entire athletic department. That's 82.2%, which is very close. Um, you know, obviously still a lot of work to do, but uh, a positive nonetheless. Now, you know, campus leadership at Penn State, yeah, and when you see it, you don't need vaccinating vaccination. Now, obviously, you're inside, you know, you're going to be outside at a, at a Beaver Stadium event uh, for two and a half, three hours, maybe even longer than that, and the people around you won't be masked up unless they're, obviously, that's a personal choice of theirs. But Sandy Barber, according to her, and, and according to for the, for the university, the rationale, Behind not asking for proof is our camp quote our campus leadership really felt like the position we've taken is one that balances to the highest degree health and safety as well as personal choice. We're saying that if you're not vaccinated, you need to test. I think Penn State's done a great job of balancing health and safety needs as well as everything else going on in this world right now. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. Obviously, they want to make sure that you know you're vaccinated. If not then you've got to take the right steps to make sure that happens. Um, now, they are encouraging, you know, they are encouraging people to wear masks. They're encouraging people to get vaccinated um, if they and, and, and wear a mask if you want at Beaver Stadium. But you don't have to bring proof of vaccination. So that, you know, that could be a slippery slope moving forward. Now, inside, inside you do have to wear masks. And you do, um, you know, whether that's basketball, hockey, anything indoors, um, you do have to have that. But they don't need a vaccination or a negative test, uh, proof of vaccination or a negative test to do so. So that's a lot to digest. But if you're planning on being at Beaver Stadium in the fall, you don't need to bring your vaccination card. But if you want to bring a mask, you're obviously more than welcome. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this season unfolds, you know, with everything going on in the world. And it's really kind of a case-by-case -case basis, um, school-by-school, you know, how they handle certain things. So, you know, that's the situation. Um, it's, you know, you got to monitor it and you got to just be, you got to be flexible and be adjustable uh, to that. So, how Penn State handles it, you know, they did a great job last year. They didn't. They're one of the few teams in the, throughout the country, and, and especially in the Big Ten, that wasn't impacted by uh, any shutdown. Now, they did pay the consequences of those actions, especially following the protocols. Obviously, you know, you want to follow protocols, and you want to do do your job and do the right things. But in, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, it was not easy to meet in a group like a football team. 
you had to have a certain amount of people. And 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 James Franklin did a great job of mitigating that and, and making sure that you know that everything every T was crossed and every I was dotted. And you know, it, it, it they struggled in the first five games. They weren't a they weren't a, a truly connected team from the separated practices to the n- lack of meetings and, and not necessarily lack of meetings, but lack of in-person meetings and, and just those things. Now, obviously that's going to be a little bit different this year, which is, which is great. And you saw what happened once those, you know, restrictions were opened up and Penn state was able to meet as a group, as a full group, Franklin was able to have in-person meetings and they were able to do a lot of those things. And, and they went off on a four game winning streak to, to end the season. Now, that's not going to be as easy when it comes uh, when they head to Madison, Wisconsin here in a couple weeks. But, you know, some of the other things that, that Sandy Barber talked about, they're not going to talk about Micah Shrewsbury, the new basketball coach's contract. But, of course, the terms of James Franklin's deal are, are always disclosed. So that's something to, you know, to, to ponder why, you know, why, why that. But, you know, it, it's just a situation – you know, can can Penn State handle it? Uh, what's going to happen? It, the the plan and, and what Sandy Barber did say is that if a team does lose a game to COVID, it's not being made up and it's a forfeit, which I think is absolutely the correct decision. You know, you should not punish a team for another team's you know unwillingness to to get vaccinated or or you know or just you know an, an, the unfortunate circumstance of, of not being able to stay healthy uh, and, and things of that nature, but. You know, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And, and obviously, starting here within less than two weeks, we're going to find out rather quickly how everything's going to pay uh, pan out for, for Penn State and for the Big Ten and for college football moving forward. It's, there's a lot that's going to happen between now and the first game of the season against Wisconsin. But until then, and until next week, this has been Jared Prugar on the We Are Podcast on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network.